0: Greetings baseball fans and welcome into another edition of the British Baseball Podcast. I'm your host Matthew, on today's show I'm joined by Baseball Scotland President Paul Convoy and we're going to explore the great game north of the border. Just before we get into the meat of today's episode, I'd like to thank Jason at DugoutClassics.com for the great tee that I bought the other day. This isn't an advertisement, just want to um, let you know some great MLB merch out there, their prices that's affordable. So if you want to go and have a look at some stock, head over to his website and uh, have a browse, he updates it regularly. So when you're done with this show, why not subscribe, review if you can and follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at BritBaseballPod then head over to the new British Baseball Podcast YouTube channel and subscribe there too for them to get the videos uploaded. Without further delay, let's get on with the interview. And join me on today's episode of the British Baseball Podcast. I'm delighted to have Paul Convoy from Baseball Scotland. How are you doing, Paul? I'm already How are you doing, Matt? Very well. Cheers. Very well. Today, I'd like to have a bit of a, a chat with you about things in one of my favourite parts of the world. So it's one of my favourite sports, one of my favourite places, and it's all come together on this episode. So would you like to give us a bit of overview about yourself, how you got into baseball and what led you to be from like a player up until the your current position?
1: Yeah, no problem. Um so I think like many people in the UK, um first introduction, baseball was channel four late at night when you're getting home from the pub drunk or a bit of insomnia. Um from there, I, I ended up going on a banger rally in the States. We toured the, right down the East Coast, starting off in the New York area. The starting point got changed to Philadelphia, went to a few baseball games because of the delayed start, I instantly became a Phillies fan, came back home, looked for baseball, and, and here I am. <laughs> so I started playing in 2011. I went from player to manager in 2015 of the Edinburgh Giants, and then from then in 2018 to the sort of, head of Baseball Scotland.
0: And how, how was that for you to take over the mantle uh, from the previous president,
1: Jason Dare, who used to be the president of Baseball Scotland? He did a fantastic job getting us from a three-team league up to up to six when he he handed the mantle over to myself. So really it was, it was quite an easy transition that way. The biggest thing for me was going from being a highly competitive manager one of the teams to then overseeing the entire league. Um, But I like to think I've I've transitioned well and done a good job.
0: (laughs) So how have you managed to sort of separate yourself as player and overseer of of the the leagues as well?
1: It's really hard to to, to make that first initial jump, but because of the the way Baseball Scotland set up, we're all in it together. It was always a a collaboration from all the teams to make the league and the league the best it could be. So we were all sort of friendly. We all knew each other. The first thing I sort of did was introduced the annual awards night um, and that just kind of solidified the, the unity we all had and it just brought us closer as a league I think and that made my transition to being neutral a lot easier and of course be, making the transition to be neutral I've stopped playing as well so I'm never I'm now an umpire which which means if everybody can hate me so
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking is it like when it's your birthday and you sort of go well, it's my birthday and you get away with it once. So I could see you at the plate. It's like, oh and that's strike three. It's like, Well, you know, I am a president of baseball Scotland, so maybe we're gonna have four <laughs> strikes on this next one. <laughs> so so you you've you've hung up your cleats then? I have, yes. Yes. What's what happens at the the annual awards night That sounds quite interesting. Is it a full um black suit, black tie sort of affair?
1: Yeah, we tried tried to make it as, as sort of formal as as we could to get the the partners along, the family along. It's a three-course meal with a, some sort of it. entertainment. We've had the, anything from a casino night to a full comedian doing a stand-up set um, as entertainment. And we do the awards presentations. Um, it's, it's really well received. It's, it's been great. I tried to get Hunter Pence up this year since he was up in Scotland at the same time as we were doing it, but no luck. <laughs> oh,
0: what a shame. So you said that you've, you, with the awards nights. how's is it, is it in its first, second year now?
1: A, it was the third third year last year. So b- yeah, before yeah, I took over, year. I kind of tried to introduce it.
0: What sort of awards have you got?
1: Pretty much the same as what? major league. You know, it's Silver Slugger, Gold Glove for each position, and then Rookie of the Year for each city, and MVPs. It's just the basics.
0: <laughs> awesome. Sounds like really nice too. So he said there's a lot of collaboration between the teams when it came to to sort of growing the Scottish baseball. Now Scottish football has some quite famous rivalries between cities. Hmm. Does that mean that those don't exist within within the Scottish game, or is it can it be a bit of a feisty affair?
1: Oh, well, on on the the diamonds, you can just imagine uh, the rivalries are definitely there. Um, ironically, though, it's it's the same as it is in Scottish football, is the probably the biggest rival is between the two Glasgow teams. <laughs> their uh, their matches on the on the diamond are are usually spectacularly fiery (laughs) but always in good nature after it you know it's highly competitive on the field but as soon as it's done we're all friends again and we're going to have a beer together
0: the way it should be so what other teams make up the the scottish league
1: Uh, well through in glasgow there's the glasgow comets and the glasgow galaxy um in edinburgh right now the teams are fielding the the team this season if we ever get one uh, is the edinburgh devils and the edinburgh cannons the Edinburgh Giants are taking a, a little hiatus just to do a drop in leadership and inexperienced players. Um, and up in Aberdeen, there is the Granite City Oilers, which was the original team. Last season, we saw the uh, join, join the league of the Aberdeen Express, who did amazing in their debut season. And this year, new, we have the Tayport Breakers just outside of Dundee. So there's still seven teams in the league, but potentially eight going forward for the rest of the next few seasons.
0: Yeah, I saw the, the photos online of them building their sort of ground. It was really nice to see.
1: Yeah, Jason and uh, Jason West up at airports has done a fantastic job getting the things going up there.
0: So, the, with there being a few odd teams at the moment, how is the the scheduling looking for for, for the league?
1: Uh, we tried to play as many games as we can. We only play single games up here in the nine innings. Um, because of the travel from Aberdeen, we introduced some double-headers, but um we try to keep single games where we can. Uh, obviously, with the coronavirus situation, we don't know what's going to happen going forward when we can start playing again. But we always try to play eighteen games in a, a in a year, and then followed by the the postseason, um, which is now in its third year.
0: Being the president of Baseball Scotland, do you get on with any of the other sort of commissioners of, of the other leagues and other heads of?
1: Yeah, it's it's something that I I, I really wanted to do. I don't think there was enough collaboration between us and the rest of the UK. And I mean the the politics of baseball's been talked about and drawn out to, to the ends, God knows. <laughs> I don't need to talk about it. But um one thing we're trying to do now is we're we are trying to unite and and collaborate a lot more. And I think it's definitely something that's it's moving forward at a great pace. And that is thanks to the likes of Kevin McAdam, the BBL, um Richard Evans, John Carter, the uh, Shan, there's there's a lot of names there. That's we're all we're all wanting the same thing here, and that's to to grow the sport nationwide.
0: Yeah, indeed. Uh, what sort of difficulties have you uh, had to face so far in your job? Uh <laughs>
1: mainly <Merely> the weather. <laughs> it's, it's wet up here. <laughs> it's wet yeah. and cold. Um... Yeah. it's like but, Manchester. Uh... Where you've got you've got better
0: places to look at. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a nice view out the window when it's wet. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, apart from that, it's, it's the same as we're, we're all feeling. It's the, the lack of funding is is the biggest challenge. Um, you know, if we had more funding, we'd be able to do a lot more and get a lot more people playing. But
0: um, there's a Scottish national team as well. Uh, how how did that come about into existing? You got a bit of history. Can share with us about the the team?
1: To call it a national team is a, a stretch. <laughs> um, we we tried to brand it as a national team mainly because you know us, us Scots are very very proud to be Scots. Um, and to get any sort of attention, if we call it a national team, we just amplify that, put Scotland on a jersey rather than a city. You know, you get a lot more people paying attention. Um, so in 2015, we took a, a Scottish representative team over to the Ulster Invitational Tournament in Belfast. So that was kind of the the start of the Scotland national team, if if you want to call it that, um, which we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we 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 went over there. We, we did really well. We finished uh, third in a tournament, which was won by the Dublin Hurricanes, as it always was. They are an incredible team. Um, we went over again the next year. Didn't do as well, but still had fun. Um, then with the latest outing we had was the Battle of Britain uh, last year, run by John Carter and Kent Buccaneers. Um, fantastic tournament. We were lucky enough to, to come away with the trophy. And we're looking forward to trying to defend that again this year.
0: Hopefully it'll go ahead and we'll all get a chance to see it.
1: Yeah. I've,
0: I've heard um, some interesting stuff from the ball Cats and bagpipes guys and they've had interesting pieces about growing the game. How else are you trying to grow the Scottish game? There's a really good piece with women in baseball.
1: Yeah. So as as an organisation, Baseball Scotland wanted to to get more people more people in the game, as it should be across the country. I think as anybody can play this game. You know, it doesn't matter if you're male, female, you know, anything. If you want to try baseball, we're going to give you a chance. Um, and the original idea for the women's team was based in Edinburgh because the guy that was wanting to start it was was also based in Edinburgh. But with us wanting to try and make it more appealing to everyone. We, Stopped that being Edinburgh Unicorns, and it's now a women's baseball Scotland team, yet to be named. Uh, there's still a lot of support for the the unicorn name, but who knows where that's <laughs> going to go? That's <laughs> up to the people that are playing and um, and going to be donning the uniform. Since since I've took took over, we, we tried to change the leadership in that, and we had a a lovely woman wanting to volunteer to take that forward and head it as a woman. Um, so Poppy Reid has done amazing since she came in. She has been a breath of fresh air and he's done the Baseball Scotland board as well. She just gets things done. <laughs> um, and she's been having a lot of uh, attention over in the States as well and, and working hard with with Doris and, and trying and to make things happen up here, which has been it's been great for the women. We had a great uh, turnout at the first team practice up in Aberdeen and things are really positive.
0: Brilliant. Love to see that part of the game going. So we've got a few of questions that have been sent in. One of them comes from Stuart Mill, he's a cricketer, and he said, are you also a bit worried that the injection of money into Scottish cricket could lead to some of the players breaking away from baseball to look into cricket instead?
1: You know, it's it's not something that even, even caught my attention, if I'm honest. Um, we get a lot of people coming from cricket to play baseball, um, and of course, the similarities there are clear to see. If, if if you can play cricket, you can generally play baseball after a few, a few lessons, and I would think vice versa. But I think with, with with baseball, especially in Scotland, if you if you want to play baseball, you're a baseball fan. You know, it's that's what you want to do. Um, I don't have much concern of people transferring over to to cricket. There's certainly scope. You can play both, <laughs> um, and we would encourage that if people want to do that. But yeah, I, I don't think we'll see much impact from that at Scottish league level.
0: And uh, one's coming from John McKellar <laughs> from Ball Caps and Bagpipes. Are we ever likely to see a UK-wide cup which is similar to the Europa League or something in between that, between the top clubs across the countries?
1: Uh, funnily enough, we have been chatting about that. So Kevin McAdam was the one that first sort of put this group together off, off minds of British baseball. <laughs> um, with the idea that we we could start to see that take the champions from each region and and have a a, a UK playoff system. Um, the idea for the first season was just going to have an all-star tournament uh, with the at triple A level and then at single A level. So you know you take the best teams in the country and play they they would play each other to try and be crowned as the the best in the UK. Um, so with the all-star plan still looking to to come to fruition at the end of September. Um, the, the idea is it's going to be held in Bristol this year, and then in the following seasons it's going to be the league champions or the the, the champion from each independent league trying to play in a in a cup to 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 win to win championship of the UK. That would be awesome. Very exciting. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. I'd I'd be well on board for that. It sounds great. Lovely. So we are we've we've baseball on a bit of a hiatus at the moment. Paul, what what are you doing to fill your time?
1: I tried and God I'm regretting it now because it's been such a chore I tried to set up the custom league on MLB The Show 20 um, and never mind the fact I am terrible at the game We there have had two some, of us. <laughs> We have had some good games on that um, and the people at the top are quite clear to see now um, but yeah it's it's been a lot of fun and with, we arranged for 48 games so I might be over ambitious with that but so far,
0: so good. It's helping pass the time. Yeah, it's been really fun. I have played a game as well, and, uh, I've, I felt like I held my own against uh, <laughs> some with a, a, a squad that I didn't feel feel like it, it met the parameters of an 85 rated team. But <laughs> I've, been, I've, been <laughs> assured, I've been assured I've been assured that it is definitely legitimate and it's in there. But I'm saying that one of their players is like seven times the value of my current whole squad. But <laughs> If you just have that one player and all the rest of them are silver players, it is what it is. Yep. But it's, it's been good fun. There's a few e-leagues e- that are popping up around and a lot of people are streaming. So if anyone's listening and is, is craving that baseball fix, you should definitely get in touch with with some of the clubs that are out there to see if they are taking part in any e-baseball tournaments and just watch them because you've got the full commentary experience on there too. And I'm not saying it's exactly like watching a Major League Baseball game, but it's definitely a lot of fun. I had a game this morning and I was talking to Paul off air I think it was bottom of the fourth, and I was just about to be seven nil down. A ball heading towards the fences, and we lost connection, which was probably my saving grace. I didn't rage quit, but yeah, I, I conceded to a ten 0 loss. I was very, very easily warped, but yeah, it, it's a it has it has been fun. I think you'll find that once the the season of it is finished, we we'll probably find a lot of people want to start up again.
1: Yeah, chances are. Yeah, I know. Uh, Drew Spencer's trying to start one as well. He was asking for players earlier on today. So I was tempted, if I'm honest, <laughs> see if I could be crap somewhere else.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the thing. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to start going into these tournaments just to make other people look amazing. Because if there's one thing I can give back to the electronic baseball communities, like, I am that bad, I will make you look like a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so when we play each other <laughs> and, and uh, you, you come off like a, an 11-0 and it has to concede because I'm that poor. You're welcome in advance. <laughs> so and I'd like to leave the guest with uh, the final word on the show. Paul, is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we go?
1: Just looking forward to get to play baseball again um, or a case umpire baseball. <laughs> uh, and I really hope that when we come out of this, this lockdown period that we're all able to get playing and that the games are fun and you know we all, we all enjoy ourselves again.
0: Indeed. I think we'll all find at the end of this the, the sporting world in general will have a, f- a greater appreciation for playing and watching and hopefully we'll see some attitudes and um, change that are out there as well I, I didn't actually think i'd miss sport as much as i do but yeah it, that, that void is is quite big
1: yeah i've been looking out the window on sundays and just thinking what a great day for baseball
0: <laughs> yes indeed indeed and with a lot of the um the British teams should have been starting last weekend. I think Manchester's games were coming up on the 14th. Yeah, a lot of teams should have been starting this weekend, and it was great weather for it as well. It's a shame. Yeah. Uh, have you and the, any of the other teams got anything in place for what would happen if the, the league does start? You're looking at maybe a shorter season, or
1: yeah, it's it's something we've not looked at yet. But we we will try and make a shorter season. Not sure how it's going to work, but we'll get as many games in as we can. But yeah. It's gonna be tough, especially with the weather.
0: Yeah. If you ever play your home games down in Manchester, I can't say I'll come and pick you up, but I'd love to to meet up and have a have a beverage and talk baseball with you.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I'll meet in person sometime.
0: (laughs) Indeed. And that's Paul from Baseball Scotland. Paul, thank you very much again for your time. Really appreciate it. If you want to follow Paul on social media, where can we find you, Paul?
1: It's at Scots Baseball. On Twitter, and we're on Facebook as Baseball Scotland.
0: And I'll also leave links to all of the teams there in Scottish baseball and your good self, Paul, in the, the show notes, even. Paul, thank you again for your time. Really appreciate yes, it. You. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Yes,
1: you yes, Cheers, Matt. Bye
0: bye. I'd like to thank Paul again for his time, and I hope you all found that interesting, too. Now, not too long ago, I put a call on social media for some baseball stories or poems, and I'm really happy with the new influx of responses that have come in. Especially from UK blind baseball gang, thanks for tuning in. And what's next is their work to see out the show. The first poem comes in from Nathan Potts, who is the sighted assistant. I hit the ball and run at pace, the freedom of running with the wind on my face, adrenaline pumping as I make a home run. Baseball to me is more than fun. The thud in the glove. Fielding the ball with sighted coaches, we feel it all. Baseball's a family, so given and kind. This is why I chose this life and play baseball for the blind. And this next piece comes in from sighted assistant, Ben Tanner, who I should thank, Ben, for sending this all over to me. Hit the ball and run, they say. How can I, I don't know the way. Follow the beep at first base. Quick as you can, as fielders give chase. Turn quick to your left onto base number two. The second base assistant is clapping for you. I've made it, I'm here, so glad I'm not late. As the next batter comes onto the plate. The ball is called good as it crosses the line I'll feel the scrambling around to stop it in time. On hearing the clap coming from third, I run straight. I run fast as the catcher is heard. One more push as home plate is within reach. I must stay on track, feel the sand on my feet. Crossing home plate, I've made it to score. So happy to play for the sport I adore. I believe this one is coming in from the captain of the UK blind baseball team, Wasim Afridi. Baseball for the blind has become a great find. We traveled to Rome many miles from home. Germany was our first game. Beating them was our aim. Diamond shape was the pitch. We tried to play without a hitch. Baseball for the blind is very well designed. Ready, we stand tall. Proudly, we strike the ball. Running base to base, quickening our pace, reaching the home plate, enthralled, we feel great. Baseball for the blind, we welcome all kind. This entry comes in from Shiraz Shohan, who is a player and a committee member. Playing baseball is the game in which Italy lit the flame Representing our team, colourful kit as our theme. When we go on the field, we act as a shield. Playing baseball is a game which UK can now claim. Our sighted players get us in and we do the most to make us win. We listen for a shout when we throw for out. Playing baseball is the game receiving a lot of fame. We track the sound and go down on the ground and with our sighted, we are delighted. Buying baseball is the game. Don't forget the name. Time when we went to only some players from Lancashire Lions went to see that the sport was. And then last year, all of the majority of players went to see. And then we went to play the sport. It was not in the court because we were playing outdoor in a sunny field. All of the UK Blind Baseball squad team in our big band. But we had to run on the sand. But one of the Italian coaches said, go down like a banana. And all our padded pyjamas got lots of sun and sand on it, covered with lots of muddy sand. When we played our last match against the United States of America, I had to hit the last shot. Where one team member ran so fast and he had to spot the home plate by running in a straight line with his feet. And then we beat the mighty old, our rivals, the United States of America. All our players went mad and had a banter while drinking a Fanta. They eat a lot in Italy, lots of pizza and pasta. And they do it by eating on the seat while they sit on the seat with a bit of pizza and pasta. Because the Italians are the master of the pasta, haha, and ta-ta. So that was my experience of the sport, where it started from and where it's going so far. And hopefully soon it'll get bigger and bigger in the United Kingdom. So come on Team UK. And its next entry comes in from player Abu Bakr Ishtiak. When I heard this sport called baseball for the first time, I didn't know what it was called. And it was called baseball. You don't play it in a hall, you play it outdoor. When we went to Italy, lots of funny people were there, and you have to play it in sunny weather. I'd like to thank everybody for their contribution to the show. I hope you enjoyed those little pieces. And if you want to write anything in, you know how to do it. Send your suggestions into British Baseball Podcast at gmail.com now, it's been a bit of a difficult week for myself i'm not going to harp on too much about it but i know i'm not the only one out there that's finding all this isolation stuff really hard to sort of get to grips with i've seen some people reach out on facebook and on on twitter just remember we're all a big community let's keep each other's spirits up keep post- posting happy thoughts some fun videos, footage of your training, whatever you're doing to keep yourself prepared for when the season starts and we'll all get through this together. Next week, I've got Chris Ward on talking about junior baseball and coaching kids. I really can't wait for you to hear those stories. Until then, stay safe. Ta-ta. If you have after some more Scottish baseball action, please head over to Ball Caps and Bagpipes and check out their podcast for more in-depth and exclusive look at Scottish baseball. Thank you.